0: If your emu has avian influenza, do not kiss it. Do not cuddle with it. Do not touch it. Bird flu is extremely dangerous to humans and other animals.
1: Hi, I'm Rachel Hampson,
0: and I'm Daisy Rosario, and you're listening to ICYMI, In Case You Missed It, Slate's podcast
1: about internet culture. And welcome back to the mic, Daisy. In grand tradition, as in the tradition that started a few months ago, I have some questions for you to just get the show started. Get us a little warmed up. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right, first question. Did you spend any time on Twitter this weekend? Yeah, not really,
0: not really. I wasn't feeling well, so I wasn't on the socials very much.
1: Okay, first, I love the, the, the phrase, the socials. Uh <laughs> B, good. Good, because the vibes were fucking off on Twitter. The vibes were Ooh. so rancid in a way that I have never experienced since, like, two months ago. Oh, damn. It was so bad. I think at this point, to me at least, maybe not to Janae Desmond Harris, who likes Twitter, but to me at <laughs> least... <laughs> Twitter is the most bitter of any platform. Like, everyone is just miserable. Yeah. And that was on full display this weekend. All right, picture this. You're waking up late Saturday afternoon. You see a tweet, and it goes, My husband and I wake up every morning and bring our coffee out to our garden and sit and talk for hours. Every morning. It never gets old, and we never run out of things to talk to. Love him so much. I see that tweet and I think, wow, that's adorable. I love love. And then I come back to Twitter to realize the cute tweet I'd already liked had already gone viral. And I was like, oh, cool. What do you think the average response to that tweet was like that made it go viral?
0: Well, I want it to be thank you for the reminder that nice things exist.
1: Wrong. Here's some responses to that tweet. I wake up every day with chronic pain, tarsal tunnel syndrome, and wash my OCD medication down with an iced oat milk latte. But whatever. Potato, potato, am I right? What? Who has time to sit and talk for hours every day? Must be nice. Oh my god. I feel like when people brag about their life online, it really takes away from the sanctity of it. Sad society we live in. Oof. Dang, man. That's just a... Yeah, it's it's like I'm speech. I'm not speechless clearly because I'm talking, but I read this. And babes, I was shook to my car. I uh oh, not the babes. Babes, I was this is mental. Like yeah. I,
0: this is rough. I mean, it's funny too, because you and I are both people that live with things like, you know, chronic illness and stuff. Yes. So it's like I I get it. Like I feel that, you know, you could catch me on a bad day and I'm gonna, you know, put that out there. But for the most part, yeah, this is just, that's a, that's a whole bowl of negativity.
1: Listen, I have never seen a more, like, accurate depiction of bitter bitch syndrome. Like, yeah. in the Webster's Dictionary, next to bitter <laughs> bitch syndrome, it's just the replies to this tweet. And because I'm, like, a chronic overthinker, I have these thoughts like, okay, this really highlights the way that misery has come to stand in for political praxis. Or yeah. there's just a lot of seething rage out there. And I think that's going to have longstanding societal ramifications. But honestly, none of that matters. Because my most important thought is never share happy news on Twitter. Save that shit for Instagram or TikTok. Like, you will never... Learn faster that your good news is actually bad news for someone out there (laughs) than on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a good call. So that was Twitter this weekend. There were honestly some other um, outbreaks of bitter bitch syndrome, but we don't have time for that today (laughs) because we have to move on to our second question, which is how do you feel about birds like as a concept?
0: I am not a birder. Uh, But I do have a cat, as you know, and that means Mm -hmm. that I've had a bird feeder stuck to my window the last couple of years. So I like them, I guess. I like them more now than before.
1: I mean, I love that Kit Kat has some entertainment. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, I disagree. I don't think I've ever (laughs) said on this show, but I have a deep aversion to birds as a concept. I will say... (laughs) The aversion has mellowed out in recent years, but I've never trusted birds. I don't trust them. I would prefer not to be in close proximity to them. Uh, I just (laughs) like some of them are really beautiful. I will give them that. And they're very, I I understand the importance of them. Like, I don't think we should eradicate birds, but (laughs) (laughs) no one ever thinks about what would happen if birds ever decided to mobilize against us, like we would all be fucked. Like we are only (laughs) alive and well because of the benevolence of birds. And the fact that they are (laughs) descended from dinosaurs lets me know that something's fucked up. And I lied. Someone did consider this was Alfred Hitchcock.
0: Oh, true. (laughs) I mean, it's hard. I, I legit do wish, um, that the audio could capture my face while you were explaining your <laughs> version to birds because uh, as you said, this is not something that you've revealed. Uh, we chat about a lot of things and this has yeah. never come
1: up. It hasn't. It used to come up a lot more, I will say. There was a time period where I my personality was does not like birds, but I, oh. I was like, you know what? That's weird, so I'm going <laughs> to stop. <laughs> But if you ever see me walking on a New York City street and a pigeon comes near me, you will see me dance <laughs> and run oh, so wow. fast. Like I, whenever they swoop overhead and they get to ah, no, they get real
0: low. They, they get, get too, real low.
1: especially They have in New no York. fear. They have, they have no, no fear. fear, and that's how I know they would fuck us up given the chance. <laughs> that's true. I have a lot of stories like these, but I'm not going to keep going because <laughs> we actually <laughs> have to get to the show and why I'm talking about this. Yeah, which is bird drama. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> has just been setting fire to every single one of my timelines. Specifically, not just any bird, but emus.
0: Talk about a prehistoric looking bird, too
1: large. And that's what today's show is about. <laughs> is the too large bird. After a short <laughs> break, we will be back to discuss a controversy about an influencer named Taylor Blake, her pet emu Emmanuel Lopez. Emmanuel and, Todd Lopez. Sorry. Government <laughs> name. You're right. We got to do the whole government name. Yes. yes. Emmanuel Todd Lopez. And we will also be talking about zoonotic illnesses because apparently we haven't had enough of that over the past two years. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back to talk about emus, which, as Daisy mentioned before the break, is one of the only birds besides cassowaries that have convinced me that birds are actually direct descendants of dinosaurs. How caught up with this this bird drama are you, Daisy?
0: Oh, man. I mean, caught up? Not caught up. <laughs> Definitely okay. not
1: caught up. But okay. I,
0: I was aware of the drama as it started. Um, So I am one of those people, like many people, who I love following animal accounts. Just give me cute animals all day, cute, cute, cute. So yeah, I saw something about this famous emu being sick and I shared it to our planning Slack channel.
1: Yes, and that was actually the first time I'd heard about this specific emu influencer. There was another emu influencer that I'm familiar with because there's there's multiple and we will eventually tell you which one is bad. But what's funny is that later after you posted that, you commented, is there a phrase for what's happening with the manual on the farm? Because it's like the opposite of milkshake duck. If only we had known. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, if only. So the tweet thread was posted on October 15th and it was posted by Taylor Blake, and it starts off like this. "'Hi, friends. I've tried countless times to write this post, but it's been extremely difficult for me. We had a massive tragedy strike the farm, and I've been doing my best to wrap my head around it. We've had an issue with wild Egyptian geese flying into our farm. At one point, there were as many as 50 of them that would fly in every night at the same time. We would chase them off, and they would return under the cover of darkness.'" Not many people are aware of the dangers that wild birds pose to domesticated birds. Wild birds carry and transmit a deadly virus known as avian influenza. Our farm was heavily impacted by wild geese bringing in AI, and we lost 99% of the birds on our farm. We lost 50-plus birds in three days. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. We thought we were out of the woods when Emmanuel unexpectedly went down this past Wednesday. I'm not going to read the entire thread because it's long and there's a lot of information about avian flu, I knew that wild birds posed a risk to domesticated birds because I know a lot about birds. Yeah. But <laughs> oh gosh. Taylor goes on to say that she's basically providing around-the-clock care to Emmanuel Todd Lopez, the emu, who has sustained nervous system damage from his brush with death. Taylor and her partner built him a little sling. It's all very heartbreaking, or so we think. Correct. I mean... It's confusing.
0: Look, so at this point, I think it's important that we give a little history on Emmanuel and his owner. So Emmanuel, sometimes known as Emmanuel Todd Lopez, lives on Knuckle Bump Farms, a name that perhaps should have indicated to all of us that something bananas was going on, but I digress. He's one of TikTok's most famous emus, because again, there are multiple TikTok famous <laughs> emus. So the face of Knucklebump Farms besides Emmanuel is Taylor Blake, a conventionally attractive blonde woman who films educational TikToks about farm life. It is very much lesbian cottagecore, okay? Mm-hmm. Like yes, 1000% it is that. Yeah. <laughs> Knucklebump mm-hmm. Farms Instagram account has 917,000 followers. Their TikTok has 2.4 million followers.
1: Mm.
0: Taylor even appeared on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon back in July.
1: Uh, oh my God, yeah. thank
0: you. Taylor Blake! It's Taylor! Taylor Blake! So nice to see you, thank you. I, can, Taylor, can, can you help me out, please? I, I can try. Yeah. Let me see. Emmanuel? No. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm Don't not a big uh, Jimmy Fallon me. person, do but uh, what Jimmy is very annoyingly referencing here is the fact that Emmanuel is most well known for interrupting Taylor's videos. Hi, everyone. Today we are going to be talking about Emmanuel. Don't do it. Emmanuel. Emmanuel Todd Lopez. So, uh, in this TikTok, which went viral, uh, Taylor is standing on the farm trying to give some educational information about farm animals when Emmanuel finds his way into frame and just is staring right at us. And then Taylor's famously trying to get Emmanuel. Todd Lopez to stop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Emmanuel's penchant for interrupting videos is so well known that when yeah. news of his illness started going viral, the social line for the Washington Post piece about it was Emmanuel the emu, who went viral on TikTok for hilariously pecking his owner's phone and she filmed educational videos about farming, is fighting for his life amid a deadly outbreak of avian influenza, his owner said. And this this is where things start to go sideways. I mean, I feel like this is where I signed off for the weekend or something. <laughs> that's that's fair and valid, honestly. I would tap out here, too, given the option. <laughs> but I don't have that option because I'm here to provide a public service. <laughs> yes. So as news of Emmanuel starts to spread beyond Taylor Blake and Knuckle Bump Farms' original audience, some people start to recognize her. Oh. And not in a good way. Oh because apparently Taylor has a long social media history and there are many screenshots. Daisy, do the words Taco Bell Slumber Party mean anything to you? Um, no. I love that for you. So way back in the halcyon days of 2015, Taylor Blake had what I believe was her first brush with fame with this video. For
0: the way, what would you like today?
1: Uh, Were you working earlier by chance? Yes, I was. You were? Okay, I came by and I ordered a beefy five-layer burrito
0: with no sour cream, and I think you complimented my nail polish, and I just wanted to know if you wanted to have a sleepover tonight. A, a what? A sleepover. A
1: sleepover? Yeah. Really? Yeah. When? Tonight. Now, I would personally like to say that I would not have ever clocked this girl as a taylor blake of emu farm fame Mm. but i do remember this video but what i don't remember is that apparently taylor was milkshake ducked at the time this video was going viral in 2015 with drumroll please racist tweets pew 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 (laughs) that was the
0: worst one well you know what because the racist tweets don't deserve a good sound but yes (laughs) like
1: They don't. They don't. But we do need a sound effect considering how often this comes up. Like maybe it'll be like bah, bah, yeah. sound, you the know. Womp, womp. <laughs> blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> so according to screenshots that feature her current handle, which is at High Taylor Blake, the eye has two eyes. Um Taylor used the N-word in multiple tweets. Oh. Um She said at one point that she was black but had a rare pigment disorder only to follow up and say she was German, Swedish, and Native American. Okay. She said she was a black girl trapped in a white girl's body. You know, normal shit. Wow. Yep. Uh, Yep. So Taylor's milkshake ducked way back in 2015, which really feels like a long time ago. Yeah. She seemingly, smartly, disappears for a while. And then she pops up with a new persona. Before we get into this though, can I show you a funny video?
0: Rachel, we're doing a show.
1: I, I know, but I swear to God it's relevant. Okay. I swear to god it'll make sense. <laughs> I just want to say I'm part of the LGBTQ community. And this is my best friend, Valentina. She's an ally. Talk, Valentina. Ally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, okay. <laughs> so she was an ally? Yeah, that was a popular yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was a popular thing to be for a while. <laughs>
1: so basically taylor attempts to be valentina and perform ally with some interesting (laughs) threads about racism love is apparently the only way to combat racism instead of like i don't know structural change or whatever and she has this good karen bit that begins sometime around 2019 much to our eternal dismay oh here's an example of good karen hey facebook how's it going Karen here I'm just enjoying an ice cold pop out by my pool this evening and uh, something was brought to my attention earlier that I just wanted to address on live real quick um now as a southern woman Wrangler Jeans Company has been... So she goes on on to talk about, like, racism and little Nasettes and jeans for some reason that I don't know because I couldn't finish the video. So she does this good Karen bit where she's uh, pretending to be a Karen but one who understands racism and, like, seemingly the last one of these good Karen videos came during the George Floyd 2020 uprising and, honestly, good time to stop. She goes quiet for a bit. I'm assuming, though I have not yet confirmed. I'm assuming she she went quiet because good Karen is presumably milkshake ducked as having racist tweets once again.
0: Yeah, how does one person get milkshake ducked so many times? Okay, we'll figure it out. I don't know. I don't know, Daisy. <laughs> Help! That's, it's totally fair. I think we all need a break. So after a short break, we'll be back to talk about the third and last milkshake duck the last that we know of, of Taylor Blake <laughs> and how she might be incubating a new strain of avian flu. And we're back with zoonotic illnesses. So in our Taylor Blake timeline, we left off in 2020. What happened
1: next? Honestly, the crossover of the century. I I looked into this, I was researching this, and I was like, wait a goddamn minute, not the intersection of my interests once again. So around three years ago, aka around good Care and period, Taylor starts dating Christian Haggerty. Who is she? Some of you might be asking. Well, Christian is half of the first... And I believe only, if I'm not mistaken, queer couple to ever appear on the Bachelor franchise. She dated a woman what? named Demi Burnett on Bachelor in Paradise. What? Yes. The only time this has ever happened. I could spend <laughs> at least 10 minutes, and that's a conservative estimate, talking about that relationship, how it came to be, how it was portrayed, what it meant for the Bachelor franchise. But that's not what this show is about, much much to my chagrin. So, oh my god!
0: Yeah, I had no idea. I had no. I had no idea.
1: Yes, yes. So this relationship news is important because sometime between 2021 and 2022, Taylor re-enters the viral spotlight, having rebranded as lesbian emu influencer, and she's wow. very successful. Like, yeah. We said before the break, Knucklebump Farms has almost a million followers on Instagram and over 2 million followers on TikTok. So, this actually pretty effectively catches us up to 2022 when disaster strikes Knucklebump Farm and decimates their bird population, which is sad even to me, a noted bird skeptic. Daisy, what do you know about avian flu?
0: I know that it's fairly contagious and deadly for birds, right? I mean, Taylor lost almost her whole flock.
1: Yes, she did. And yes, you are correct. Okay, I think we are far enough into our overlapping pandemics to understand that sometimes diseases spread from animals to humans did and that. that jump usually isn't good. <laughs> Same <true>. thing applies <laughs> to avian flu. According to the CDC, human infections with bird flu are uncommon but not impossible, and the real danger lies in a more transmissible form of avian flu that more easily makes that jump. But avian flu is extremely deadly to birds, and it's enough of a risk to us and to the domesticated bird population a.k.a. our food supply, that when an outbreak of avian flu occurs on a farm, the Department of Agriculture quarantines the farm and euthanizes all the birds in the infected flock to prevent spread of the disease. Yes, you heard that correctly. If there is a confirmed outbreak of bird flu on your farm, your entire flock is euthanized. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. As at Neolithic Sheep on Twitter said, there is no, this one is a pet, not livestock exemption. There is no, oh, but this one is famous exemption. There is no, oh, but I have a weird parasocial relationship with this one exemption. Some questions might be turning in your head right now. Yeah,
0: I mean, but um, Mm Emmanuel, I'm I'm still rooting for the emu itself, (laughs) Emmanuel Todd Lopez.
1: I mean, same, like I want this bird to survive, but... This is where we go beyond milkshake ducking into active biohazard territory.
0: Oh, Jesus. This feels so 2022 now that you okay. say it out loud.
1: Okay. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> so as Taylor Blake is once again going viral and once again being milkshake ducked, right? the biohazard gears start turning. Not least because in the original threat that we went through at the top, Taylor posts a lot of photos where she is like fully cheek to cheek with yes, Emmanuel, who she has said has bird flu, right, as you might guess, this is not proper outbreak protocol. Oh, jeez, yeah, I did wonder
0: about that when I saw some of the pictures,
1: yeah, well, there's an explanation for that, which is that Taylor says that Emmanuel gets stressed around masks, which I'm like, isn't he already right. stressed out? I mean, I have so many things I could say,
0: but uh-huh. none of them that I feel good about.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair. This is where the story is going. So yeah. at this point, bird disease experts start stepping in and sounding off on Twitter and in news articles saying that perhaps Taylor should not be functionally licking a bird sick with a highly contagious illness. And you might think I'm being hyperbolic, but she straight up kisses this bird at one point, this bird that she has said on Twitter has bird flu. So, people on TikTok and Twitter threatened to report her to various agricultural departments for allegedly lying about a manual to public officials. Okay, wait, do we know that she did that? We don't. Okay, so we're not saying that she did that. <laughs> no, Taylor did say that they're following FDA regulations. And she also said that the state came out to the farm after the outbreak. I actually think that she's referring to the same agency here because the FDA is probably referring to the FDACS, which is the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services. Knucklebump Farm is in South Florida. It does stand to reason that if the official Department of Agriculture, the federal one, if there are official policies to put down an infected flock, it is strange that Emmanuel's left alone.
0: Right, right. I mean, so we know the state visited and they might have different standards, but we can use the federal guidelines. It's probably a good idea of what to like expect generally in this situation.
1: But once again, I'm going to put a big fat allegedly on what exactly went down because we don't know what she said to those health inspectors. And we are down to social media speculation and expert advice, basically telling Taylor to do the opposite of what she's doing, which is kissing a bird with bird flu. Okay, but how is Emmanuel doing now? (laughs) That's the important thing. And it's funny that you ask, because apparently he doesn't even have fucking bird flu. Wait, what? I know. After all of this, Taylor said that actually... Emmanuel was just stressed out because all of his friends died. What? I- <laughs> she tweeted on October 22nd Emmanuel Todd Lopez tested negative for avian influenza at two separate labs, swab, fecal, and blood. He does not have the virus and is not actively shedding the virus. God is good. Thank you for the prayers, the kind words, and the support. Always trust your intuition. She follows up with We believe this all stemmed from stress. Emus are highly susceptible to stress. He was incredibly overwhelmed by the state coming in and euthanizing our flock. Although it was necessary, it was still very stressful on him. He stopped eating the day they depopulated, which A, does confirm that her flock was euthanized, which I don't think we knew up until that point. B, confirms the flock was euthanized and Emmanuel somehow escaping euthanized. And C, very much gives empty chairs and empty tables. You know what I'm feeling? My friends, my friends are dead. Oh, Okay. I mean,
0: do we do we believe her?
1: Um, so uh, it's like it's convenient. I'm not going to lie. It seems convenient that after people started calling her out for potentially harboring a vector of disease, that suddenly he's no longer a vector of disease. Right. And I'm not the only one to notice this. Over on TikTok, the bitches are once again talking. Of course, we have all of these bird experts coming forward
0: on Twitter to say that essentially she is not doing the right thing by continuing to keep this emu alive and especially by continuing to kiss it, hug it, cuddle it, etc.,
1: without protective gear. She is trying to re- rehabilitate him and that's a very serious uh, thing to do and serious as in, it's not okay.
0: So the wildest thing about all of this is the speculation that High Taylor Blake could cause Another pandemic through zoonotic transmission with her sick emu. I will say, like, this is this is genuinely like where I tagged back in. Like, I I did not see everything that had happened. And then we, you know, came in for work and I was like, hey, what's the latest on this? Because I had seen (laughs) tweets like couldn't sleep. So ended up reading multiple threads about the racist emu girl who kept making out with her diseased emu or something. Um. Another one said, the fact that we can even have a lesbian emu farmer influencer who is also a God-fearing conservative racist shows the failure of identity-based representation politics. (laughs) And I will fully acknowledge that I sent that one to all of you. (laughs) Because it is a comedian that I think is funny. And also, yes, I understand the feeling. Um, Beautiful. Another tweet. Explaining the emu drama over the last week. Like, no, babe, there are two TikTok emu girls. The cool one has the mean emu. The racist one is the one who kept kissing her emu after the rest of the farm birds got bird flu. Here's the twist. He didn't even have bird flu. It was stress. Like, (laughs) this person literally just put our whole episode in a tweet, but I'm not mad about it. I know. Um,
1: Honestly, shout out to Morgan Sung. Another internet culture reporter at NBC. Beautiful tweet. (laughs) Beautiful tweet.
0: But I mean, yeah, I I feel like this, these like capture what my experience was. Like I saw an interesting headline. Mm -hmm. I, of course, sent to my girlfriend like, these lesbian farmers might be losing their emo. Oh, gosh. And then I didn't see it from there. And then I signed back on this morning and was like,
1: what the what?" what? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And there's more because we haven't even mentioned the other emu girl. And here's where we go more into her. So the other cool emu girl is Amanda from Useless Farms. And yes, that is the name of the farm. I love her. She has like over 2 million followers on TikTok. Amanda also owns an emu, multiple emus, and some other animals that I'm not going to get into because they're not important. The emu that we're (laughs) talking about, her name is Karen. Oh, and Karen's a bitch. <clears throat> In almost every single video, Karen is just basically attempting to disembowel Amanda. And every single time, Amanda just calmly stops her. You're not implying that Karen takes rest days, are you?
0: God, I wish she would. I'm not even gonna let her read this comment because she's gonna be offended. This is not some seasonal hobby that Karen has dedicated herself to. This is a lifestyle. Karen knows it might not always be easy, but it'll always be worth it. She knows that excuses
1: don't get results. It's incredible. Like, what you'll see is a screen of of Amanda looking into the camera as one does. And then out of nowhere, the rustle of feathers. And then Karen running (laughs) towards her. And (laughs) then... And then Amanda just puts her hand out, like, when you're, like, trying to stop a child from running at you. But she just does that to Karen and just gets her around the neck and is like, no. And she, I'm like, your fight or flight response is incredible. I mean, okay, so there is an emu named Karen. Uh Uh-huh. Yes.
0: Unironically, because this Karen is a bitch. (laughs) Yes, that Karen is a bitch. And that is not to be confused with the... Influencer who used to ironically play a Karen. Yes. Mm hmm. Who has an emo? Yes. It's too much. <laughs>
1: I listen.
0: Fair. I don't really feel this way, but like this is one of those times where I want to be like, wow, I miss the monoculture. Like I don't actually <laughs> miss the monoculture, but yeah. The fact that so much could happen and like all yes. I had really seen, like if I didn't work <laughs> on this show, I would not have seen the follow up. I would have just seen the initial <laughs> stuff that was like, this emu is sick. <laughs> like like this yeah. like, we are
1: capturing something about being alive right now because we we sure the fuck are. What it is, I don't know, but it's funny sure. that if you just read the Washington Post, you would just be like, "Oh my god, there's some sick emus and also avian flu sounds dangerous." And now you're like, I don't know what you're like. Honestly, I'm I'm stunned.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's just like so much to keep up with and there's so many different directions. Like yeah, I feel yeah, if there was a monoculture like we would have one main place that we know this person from, not mm-hmm. a million others. I mean, we didn't yes. even talk about all the things we learned about that Taylor is Blake. True. We didn't even mention Reality House. They were on that YouTube reality TV show Reality House. I mean, there's just so much happening.
1: I don't even really understand what Reality House is, I'm going to be honest.
0: <laughs> I don't either. I think that maybe if anything, we have been able to haphazardly land on and metaphorically explain how sean king
1: continues to exist wow my head just exploded (laughs) (laughs) sean king is the sick emu that escaped euthanization and i will not be explaining further All right, that is the show. We'll be back in your feed on Saturday, so please subscribe. It is the best way to never miss me divulging another fear of mine. Please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple or Spotify. Tell your friends about us. Tell your emus about us. Don't tell your avian flu-infected emus about us. You can follow us on Twitter, IcyYmy underscore pod, which is also where you can DM us your questions like, there are two emu girls, and you can always ask us about emus or girls. At ICYMI at Slate.com.
0: ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader and Rachel Hampton. Daisy Rosario is our senior supervising producer. Hello. And Alicia Montgomery is Slate's VP of audio. See you online.
1: Or on the farm. My phone just vibrated. Hold on. Sure. Oh, put it down. Put it down. I'm just, I'm putting it on Do Not Disturb. No, literally, I was, I DM'd you on Instagram.